Crude Audacity Podcast. You are listening to the Crude Audacity Podcast, the podcast that talks shop shit and, of course, all things strategy for oil and energy. For those of you new to the show, I am Catherine Mills. Y'all, as we stand today on the frontier that is 2021, I myself am looking to the future for opportunity. And as I look around, I, I see a lot of flashy headlines. A lot of people are chasing the dramatics. You know, when I began The Crude Audacity, I did so with the intention of digging into the stories for oil and energy. Having grown up in the oil field, I understand the danger of losing control of the narrative. Once you allow opposing forces to speak for you, you, us, we, the oil field, we can never recover. We have never recovered. We've never been able to gain social favor or approval because of truly gross and absurd narratives pushed by the other side. So what do we do? We chase our tail. We try to improve our local communities, education, environmental benchmarks. And you know what? It doesn't matter. It will never be enough because we sat down, ignored, stuck to our old ways and groups that sole focuses were to erase our very existence, the energy existence. They used our silence, head down, power up, work ethic to their favor. Does this sound familiar? You know, I'm a capitalist. I'm a proud conservative and I understand trickle down economics and I'm willing to give the shirt off my back, but I would never impose or ask that from another. It's true, the ladders of opportunity are difficult to identify, and God knows I've struggled in this last year that is 2020. I know plenty of others that have. Oil is still struggling, but the ladders are there. It's not about working harder. It is about working smarter to get ahead. A sentiment that I believe conservatives, notice I said conservatives need to take note on. Smarter, not harder. So, With all that said, it makes me take a step back and reevaluate the chaos of the last four to six months. Full disclosure, I support Trump. I want him to be our next president. I don't necessarily adore him, but what he has accomplished has been much more than previous uh, presidencies. And I do support the new age of rising Republicans because the old ways are dead. It is time to wake up and realize that you need a backbone to make change. You need more than a periodical notification. You need gumption. You need grit. You need to get down in the mud. There is a deep and growing divide between extreme liberal elites and progressive capitalists. And the Republican Party is as lackadaisical as it has ever been and have allowed the opposition to breed like wildfire. And they're breeding hate. Yes, there are still some good foot soldiers, some that are fighting with all their might, but for God's sake, drain the swamp, term limits. So this sit down, wait it out, stick your head in the sand approach has allowed the very fabric of the American way to begin to fray. It didn't work for the oil industry. It didn't work for energy. It's not going to work now when this is the most important argument. So no more. Don't let another crowd run your narrative. I'd like to point out, because it is pretty obvious, (laughs) that although Trump is being challenged and voter fraud is absolutely rampant, there have been no riots. 
there have been no peaceful protests. And for you woke individuals who don't like that blatant, obvious statement, tough. You storm our streets, you erase our history, you promote Marxism, you censor free speech, you deserve nothing. So now, how did we get here? We really have to look into that. What have we actually witnessed over the last four years and where did it come from? Do you actually know the definition of a politician? I did a quick Google search and it's almost comical. One of the immediate sub-definitions that pops up is a person who acts in a manipulative and devious way, typically to gain advancement within an organization. Y'all nowhere in the quick definition does it say a politician is a person elected to represent the will of the people. So with all that said, have you heard of the Colorado Project? I'm actually sure most of you have, but today we are really going to dig into it. Let's discuss the tactics, the offensives we have witnessed over the last four years. So maybe you will be empowered and motivated to find your voice and say no more. Absolutely no more. The Colorado Project was, is a well-funded democratic coup planned, staged, and executed by Colorado's very own Gang of Four. It is a blueprint and a model pushed by extreme liberals for how to take over communities and states from literally the inside out, okay? It's executed through legal maneuvers, distraction lawsuits with leave no trace policies. And it's all with one purpose, to breed chaos. Folks, these people are breeding chaos. We have witnessed true chaos, offensive, relentless chaos. So, Understanding that, the primary goal of the Gang of Four is to implement fundamental change. Remember that? It was Obama's phrase, fundamental change, to change the very fabric of America. This means that our government has decided that it gets to decide who will be the winner and who will be the losers. And right now, the only winners are an elite gang of Democrats. So, the Gang of Four. Exactly who is that, right? I, I actually hadn't heard of them until I did the research. Well, they are Tim Gill, Rut Bridges, Pat Stryker, and our very own Jared Polis. These are the people who to this day openly brag about how they bought Colorado. Y'all, they cheated you. It, this weird socially inept group in the 1% are undermining the wheel, will of the American people because you didn't want to play ball. You didn't let them win. So they bought their trophy. And yeah, I did say Jared Polis. Isn't it funny how our third-rate governor who mysteriously beat the odds and gained office, despite the Democrats in the area actively rejecting his petulant behavior, sounds familiar. How did he do that? Sounds like Kamala Harris, actually, right? Third place, rejected by her state, and yet somehow the potential VP. Y'all, this is the ROI. This is their return on investment. These self-proclaimed elites measure their success of their illegal manipulations by seeing how much they gain politically. They cheat, they lie, they steal. If they don't win, which was actually happening until 3 a.m. on election night, if you remember, they punish you through more chaos. How dare you, the American people, the most innovative and creative, resilient people on earth, how dare you defy your masters? Do as you're told. Well, I've got news for you, Gang of Four. 
your tactics might be taking hold, but your day is coming. The American people don't back down and you will be exposed and defeated. They bought Colorado in so many ways. It's tragic. But once you link it, it makes sense. They also, the gang of four, they hijack the term progressive. Do you understand what progressive actually means? Like the actual definition of progressive? It quite literally means to grow, change, implement, evolve, and gain. And my favorite word in there is gain. It is a big part of the definition. Steady, constant progress. Progressives, uh, progressive describes innovators, the doers. It in no way remotely describes the policies of the left. To the left, when they say progressive, what they actually mean is the exploitation of minorities, cheaper labor, unrestricted borders to openly welcome undocumented Democrats, and honestly, everything insulting to the American way of life. And it's truly amazing that they have been allowed to do so. But how did they get away with it? How did they push their agenda? There were actually three main ways. First, they went through the school system. Again, sound familiar. The Gang of Four realized that in order to push their ultra-liberal agenda, they couldn't just go to the media. They couldn't just go socially. They had to go from the inside out. They had to collaborate. And most of their policies are so extreme, even for the groups they claim to be representing. So all of these extreme groups went through Colorado Education Association. That's how you get things in through the back door. Secondly was redistricting. This is a big deal because it could happen anywhere like that. For those who do not know, redistricting it is, it is the process by which a state draws new congressional district boundaries, new voting boundaries. Who has the leverage, right? By buying their way into this process, the Gang of Four removed the power of the people and put artificial influence for the voices of ex the extremists and the elitists in Colorado. And finally, this is the shadiest of all, they formed CODA, the Colorado Democracy Alliance, still active today. CODA is nothing more than a domestic terrorist group with a bunch of shadow parties focused on pushing policies that inhibit entrepreneurial progress and individual independence by restricting the potential of Coloradans and thus Americans. It's all done through policy control. There's no power in allowing people to be themselves. If you are against CODA, which would be against the Gang of Four, which would be against the democratic agenda, the liberal agenda, you will be attacked until you lose. By any means necessary is their policy relentless, constant attacks. If you disagree with them, you will be educated by the, their Educate the Idiots program. Again, a real thing. And if you resist, you will be hunted and doxxed until you comply and disappear. Well, just a side note, sounds like I'm putting a target on my back, but I do not care because it is more important to remind you of the history so you understand what we witnessed. When you get on board and you think you're being progressive in their terms, you are wrong. Thus, the will of the Colorado people was redesigned to represent the will of the politicians. Again, sound familiar? Gross individuals intentionally pushing their own agendas to fill their pockets and ignoring the needs of their constituents with whom they were hired to represent. Turning Colorado blue, a historically red state, Colorado has become a sanctuary of chaos. Liberals across the United States are adopting the Colorado model. Never forget, people, 
Governments were designed to serve the people, but they are takers. They produce nothing. Their first job is always to serve the people, and yet, oddly enough, they tend to forget that promise almost immediately upon election night. The Colorado Project is the death of entrepreneurs and the attack of civil liberties. Thus, Americans cannot afford to be innovative because of political restriction. So that takes me back to what have we learned over the last four years? We have seen the advancement of the Colorado Project tactics to new levels to harass a sitting president, slowly but surely attack historically red states, Look at Virginia, historically red, now deeply blue. We've got Georgia under attack, and we'll be talking about that in the next few days. Texas, New Mexico. Y'all, the Colorado expansion is gaining traction because there is no place in politics for etiquette. Work smarter. Be more cunning. Stop expecting the other team to honor civilized scrutiny. I have never met one Democrat, one liberal, who can handle it when you throw their own rules back at them. The old Republican guard needs to focus more on eliminating rhinos and less time embracing the right kind of Republicans. 2021 will no doubt be the year of fighting fire with fire. So my question to you is, are you angry enough yet? Are you ready to work smarter and not harder as we sit on the frontier that is 2021? Because it is time to take back our narrative. Unfortunately, people, negative and aggressive tactics work. The human race is by nature attracted to dramatics. We follow it. We feed the ratings. And we like to make a scene. I I know I do. (laughs) Now, I told you in the beginning that I'm a proud conservative. I'm a capitalist. I'm a registered Republican. But that is not without fault. Because over the last 12 years, I have watched the Republican Party dwindle to spineless rhinos plagued by selective memory and infighting. You know what works better? exposing the truth, constantly, constantly talking about it, and never falling back because someone didn't like your truth. The fact is, is that facts do not care about your feelings, something that the liberal agenda, the extreme liberal agenda, hates. The old Republican guard will disown you the very minute you present an idea that is not historically conservative, and we continue to push newer generations away from our basic fundamental message for the very sake of connecting with the right kind of Republicans, the right kind of conservatives. Are you kidding? Is this a joke? The refusal to embrace and involve is killing us from the inside out, and this is why we have to convince people that they are actually conservative rather than open them willingly and let them come to us on their own accord. Conservatives, libertarians, capitalists, these are the innovators, the entrepreneurs, the doers, and you might not like President Trump, but this is what he represented, and that is a movement, not just a president. He alone was a giant middle finger to the established old ways, the old ways that don't work. And it opened doors to newer voters, newer ideas, and ladders of opportunity that are the foundation of what makes America the greatest country and most successful country in the entire world. Do you really think that China and Russia are able to accomplish or would be able to accomplish what the United States has? They haven't. (laughs) They have had decades and centuries to do so and have never remotely achieved what has been achieved in less than 300 years by the United States. 
our citizens are amazing, and yet we have a crowd of woke individuals, which, by the way, is the dumbest phrase you can ever give yourself, who actively fight for the implementation of failed processes for the sake of what? Do you understand what your end goal is? Do you know what you're actually trying to accomplish? Who you're rallying behind? Can you explain that without the dramatics? Can you actually have a debate? If you can't, then you don't know what you're doing. Now we have a lot to face. We have a lot coming up here in the next few days, potentially the next four years, from the Georgia Senate runoff race to the dispute on the electoral college vote, which, by the way, is not unprecedented. It happens all the time. For oil and energy, this could mean more challenges. And for the American people, it could be greater divides. We don't know. As a concerned citizen, I will continue to address the impact of these extreme liberal tactics and misinformation and the failures of the Republican representatives. These politicians have one major flaw that the American people do not, and that is that they are arrogant. While they have willingly checked their convictions at the door, the public, the people have begun to push back and we are finding our voices something that historically Americans do quite well. We are rising. The will of the American people will win. So, okay, I'm gonna get into a few things that I've been following very closely. They are sort of mainstream, but it'll give you an idea with where we're gonna focus for the next few days. Voter fraud. <laughs> this irritates me to the core. So. If you deny that voter fraud is not happening, then you are denying the affidavits, the sworn eyewitnesses, the videos, uh, let's see, material balance, votes in, votes out, basic incompetencies seen across multiple states who are ignoring their own laws for the sole purpose of cheating you. And if you need to cheat in order to get a president, then you are not listening to the will of people. On that note, I actually saw that lunatic woman, Stacey Abrams. I mean, it's just, it is embarrassing to watch her. There's nothing more annoying than a drunk woman, Elizabeth Warren or Stacey Abrams at this point. But she actually went as far to say that conservatives are only able to win an election through voter suppression. What do you call all of the false votes, the last minute, the under the table videos, everything. That is voter suppression. That is against the will of the people. It's not a race thing. It is literally the overall vote of the country. When you use a statement that is intentionally racist, your only go goal is to add a phrase that makes people uncomfortable because in this day and age, the worst thing to be labeled is a racist. And I completely agree. It's the worst thing possible. I would never want that on myself. But the left uses it like candy because they have no other argument. And spineless Republicans who are afraid willingly run away instead of turning around and fighting the absurdity. Don't back down. I have no idea what is going to happen over the next few days. I am watching it as closely, and I'm hesitant to join the gaslighting. I, I want to see how it plays out because right now it's out of my hands. However, make no mistake about it that the topic of voter fraud will not cease and desist because of a Joe Biden presidency. Not when we have lawyers like Sidney Powell, who is relentlessly focused on proving the truth. And God bless her for it, because I too plan on being relentless. It's gone as far, y'all, as that there are expert hackers not two days ago coming forward the 
very minute stating that they are able to go in, hack, and recount votes without any trace. This should not be happening in our system. Whether you are a Democrat or a Republican, this should make you uncomfortable because we are not a third world. We are not a tyrannical dictatorship. We are democracy to a certain extent. And this is our, one of our most valuable rights and privileges. So stay vigilant. The next step, getting back to oil and gas, <laughs> the statement of Earth First. Are, are you kidding? We're really going to dig into this in the next couple of episodes, but cutting off the energy supply to any group of people is a political statement. It's a terrorist statement. Leaving people without heat, warmth, basic electricity, any of that is something that terrorist nations do to impoverished locations and people for the purpose of demanding their compliance. Even in the United States, there are areas where people and animals freeze to death each winter because of inadequate energy. First world does not mean perfect, does not mean utopia. Not only was this a stupid stunt and grossly uneducated, but it was an attack. I know you think you're clever. You environmentalists pushing this woke agenda and saving the earth. Well, listen up. The oil industry is single-handedly responsible for the most advanced environmental achievements that have redefined the benchmarks of the environmental movement. It is because of the energy industry that we have the cleanest air, the cleanest water that has ever been accomplished in human history. So next time you think about committing a terrorist act and denying energy to a group or location, maybe you should do some research. You deserve to be in federal prison. And AOC and her crew of woke morons have no clue about environmental advancement because they've never been a part of it. The other thing, the business side of me, is focused on the economics. <laughs> I received my $600 check yesterday and I don't feel good about it. I don't care if it's 600, I don't care if it's 2000. There's a big problem with printing money. But let's break it out, okay? There's the COVID relief fund and then there's the omnibus fund. And an omnibus fund, they're also known as ugly bills because they contain a lot of pork, a lot of social agendas as opposed to economic agendas and that we see them all the time. The problem is that liberals have milked them for decades. So this push by Trump to do a last minute, when his cabinet approved the 600, to do a last minute $2,000 push to every American was a big middle finger to rhinos. It forces them to stand or to fold and Mitch McConnell is doing what he can because he negotiated a good deal. We're already in debt. Our economy on its own has about $22 trillion a year. We're over $27 trillion in debt. This is just adding to it. You know what that produces? That produces the opportunity for moral hazard, the potential that you will not be incentivized to go back to work because you are sucking on the governmental teeth. But here's the question. Do you want to get paid three times a day because the money you got paid in the morning is no longer worth it in the afternoon or at night, or worse, go ahead and paste all your dollars, no matter the amount, on the wall as wallpaper because it can't even buy you bread? All of these things have happened. The petrodollar will become the petro-yen if we continue to print at, because the Democratic Party has sold out to the Chinese government. 
a government who intentionally suppresses a dim word of choice, their people pays off other governments for leverage and has never been able to excel globally despite being the largest in the entire world because they are not innovators. They are a tyrannical dictatorship and the will of the people is stronger. It's absolutely laughable. The other thing is teachers unions. Does anyone realize that teachers unions are the most corrupt, artificial, atrocious group of people? Do you realize that there are over 20 million students in America, estimated 20 million, so it's probably under, that have no access to internet? That's poverty, folks. I have my own opinions about this. I get it. I'm going to do my best to tell you the truth. But as an engineer, the one thing that I understand is the pitfalls of modeling especially predictive modeling. It's almost laughable. Yet we have collected data. We actually have hard and fast data over this last year. We have built this up to our understanding of the disease that is COVID. We now know that youth, as in those under 15, are very, very, very unlikely to contract, spread, or carry the COVID disease. Y'all, this disease is terrible, no one is going to debate that, but there's a very real difference between the terms with and from. In addition, it is the WHO and the CDC releasing data stating that contracting the disease from youth is highly unlikely. And of course, there will always be special cases, but there will never be enough for a bunch of teachers who collect paychecks not to return to school. Even day before yesterday, this woman up on one of the teachers union boards was actively calling on Twitter for special education teachers not to return to teaching and to actually boycott it uh, in-person learning this, this coming Monday. This same individual was on vacation in a foreign country with high COVID rates. It, it's amazing, the stupidity. So touting the scare of COVID really isn't. It's leverage. It's not really a concern. It all boils down to the fact that everybody wants something for nothing. You want to collect a paycheck. You don't want to go back to work. Again, moral hazard. So on so many levels, this is the problem with today's society. Do you realize how many children are being left behind? How many are being discriminated against through major educational gaps? Honestly, and solely because people are choosing to ignore data, models, science, facts coming from the people you claim to be paying attention to. The abuse cases are up. Children who rely on meals at school are not getting meals. Impoverished areas are creating, again, major educational gaps. And the problem is becoming worse. Look, not everyone is contributing to this. I completely understand. But teachers unions, you are sick. 20 million left behind because you want to collect a free paycheck. Oh, and summer's off. When did we, the American people, become so willing to give up our rights, our freedoms, in order to please higher entities who do not care about the working man, the single mom, the struggling student? They do not care. And it is time you recognize that if we want a path forward, we must take back the power of the American people. So, Again, the frontier that is 2021, now you know how I plan on pivoting, how I plan to use my voice to promote yours, the voice of the oil field, the voice of energy, and the voice of American patriots. Before I leave you, 
I want to play a clip. I saw this the other day of J.J. Watts, and it was so on point. It was so galvanizing that I have not been able to get it out of my head. It's a little long, but it's the perfect kickoff to 2021. If you can't come in and put work in in the building, go out to the practice field and work hard, do your lifts and do what you're supposed to do, you should not be here. This is a job. We are getting paid a whole lot of money. There are a lot of people that watch us and invest their time and their money into buying our jerseys and buying a whole bunch of and they care about it they care every single week we're in week 16 and we're four and 11 and there's fans that watch this game that show up to the stadium that put in time and energy and effort and care about this so if you can't go out there and you can't work out you can't show up on time you can't practice you can't want to go out there and win you shouldn't be here because this is a privilege. It's the greatest job in the world. You get to go out and play a game. And if you can't care enough, even in week 17, even when you're trash, when you're 4 and 11, if you can't care enough to go out there and give everything you've got and try your hardest, that's bullshit. So that's how. I just. So there you have it, folks. I mean, absolutely damn. You show up and you play. Our voices are being challenged, but we show up. We fight. We are Americans. If you think 2021 will erase 2020, you are mistaken. The hell is not over. It is just beginning. And we, the American people, rising up against those who impose on us, the fight is just beginning. It's just getting harder. The facts do not care about your feelings. You know, one of my favorite reads is actually the Declaration of Independence. There are several phrases in there that just, oh, they make you so proud to be an American. And you know, it starts off with, we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Y'all, this is all you are promised. This is all you are entitled to. You get nothing else and you are owed nothing else. So make it happen and find your ladder. One of the other quotes that comes out of the Declaration of Independence, which fits my, <laughs> fits my personality, is, but when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism. It is their right, it is their duty to throw off such governments and provide new guards for the future's security. That is powerful. What does that mean? That means that when the government is no longer serving the American people, is no longer listening to the will of the people, it is your right it is your duty to rise up and to demand change, to push back, to be proud, to be American. It is our duty to protect the American way of life. So in the show notes below, I am going to go ahead and link a few things so you're able to do your own research because that is the most important place to start. My new website will be going up here soon. So be sure to join the mailing list, again, linked in the show notes, and go ahead and leave a five-star review on Apple and YouTube for me. This way, other people can find the show and they can stay up to date on all things oil, energy, and politics. I sincerely appreciate what you have done for me and the crude audacity over this last year and a half. It has been a wild adventure, and I 
thank you so much for the opportunities that lay ahead. The crude audacity is changing, but most importantly, I look forward to serving you and the oil field in the next few months. Until next time, give them hell and happy 2020.